Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey, and today is episode 33, and we are talking about long-term effects of some of these medications that we have our horses on. Now, I want to start this episode off saying that I am not against conventional veterinary medicine. I think it is necessary and important and valuable, um, and it's always good to have a good vet on your side. But we do have to recognize the limitations of medicine. And I mean, limitations of medicine, not just uh, of like actual medication, but also of medicine in general. And, you know, we'll take a good look at the limitations of natural healing tools as well. Because of how common it is, I want to focus on um, omeprazole or Prilosec, which is a proton pump inhibitor used to treat ulcers in horses. And what I want you to know about um, omeprazole and other drugs uh, that are similar in its class are that it is not advisable to take those things long term because they have major consequences. Another thing we see often in the equine world is taking uh, proton pump inhibitors for ulcers for a short period of time and then having recurring ulcers and having to continually go back to that. On the flip side of a long-term medication use is using a long-term natural remedy. Now, using a long-term natural remedy has its benefits because often you're using an herb or a substance that has side benefits rather than side effects. But whether you're using a medication to treat it or a natural remedy to treat it, if that's your only um, angle at getting the problem, if that's your only way that you are attacking the issue, then you are missing the opportunity to heal this at the root cause and never have your horse experience it again. I don't want to digress too much, but we will talk more about finding the root cause and the things that you need to look at to find the root cause for what is causing any long-term chronic health condition for your horse. What's interesting about omeprazole and proton pump inhibitors in equine versus humans is that in humans, they are often given for just general upset stomach, acid reflux, all of those things. And that is an off-label use. Um, for those medications. The on-label use, the appropriate indication for omeprazole is for erosive esophagitis, gastric ulcers, stress ulcer prevention, only in high-risk critically ill patients. So you could say effectively that for most horses, particularly if they've been scoped and we know that they have ulcers, that omeprazole is an appropriate mode of action. Where we get twisted and sideways is that we continue them on this medication without changing course, without addressing those root cause issues. So we either continue them on the medication long term, or we have to do recurrent treatments because the ulcers or ulcer symptoms recur. That's what I refer to as just putting a bandaid over the symptoms. So when we're looking at something like omeprazole proton pump inhibitor, which omeprazole is generic for Prilosec, um, you have to know that that is using that medication long-term is a root cause for chronic health conditions in horses, okay? Using proton pump inhibitors long-term is a root cause for long-term chronic health conditions in horses. So is using natural remedies long-term without addressing the root cause, right? The method of action of a proton pump inhibitor is exactly what it says. It inhibits the body's ability to 
um, utilize or to produce strong stomach acid. Now, you might be thinking, well, duh, Audrey, that's what we're trying to do. And you're right. It is for that short-term impact while we're healing the actual ulcers. We do have to reduce stomach acid um, or create a mucus uh, and coat the stomach in some way or both. Now, we know that long-term reducing the stomach acids or inhibiting the body from producing stomach acids, trying to change the pH of the digestive tract, has long-term negative impacts. Without that strong stomach acid, it is not possible for your horse to digest and process food and absorb the nutrients. It's just not possible. And the same is for, well, the same is for humans, but the same is for if they have ulcers too. So kind of, you know, that leaves us with what do we do? What we cannot do is continue to change the pH and the, the acid, uh, the stomach acid of the horse. Okay. When we do that, the stomach acid is unable to break down proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, proteins, particularly dissolving them into smaller amino acid chains. Um, and moving that bolus of food through the stomach on into the small and large intestines, what ends up happening is the horse is not able when the particles come from the stomach into the intestinal tract without being broken down properly by the acid, then everything from that point back doesn't work properly because the intestines get a larger particle than what they're expecting. We end up creating inflammation, leaky gut, all kinds of problems moving through the digestive system. You can think of the digestive tract as having shag carpet, right? And when particles come into the digestive tract from the stomach in the right digestive state, then the digestive tract, that shag carpet is able to pull the nutrients, the minerals, the vitamins, the fats, the carbohydrates, the amino acids into the body and the bloodstream. So it can then be used as the building block of cells. When the stomach acid is not correct uh, in the horse's stomach, when it's been altered by medication, when it's been altered by a natural remedy, then what we're doing is pulling those particles in that are much too large. And that shag carpet, instead of being able to absorb what it needs to absorb in the intestinal lining, it just gets broken off. And pretty sure pretty soon you have these large gaping areas that are essentially leaky gut in horses. And I can hear you now. So Audrey, if you're telling me that I shouldn't treat my horse for ulcers, and yet ulcers are a problem for my horse, then what do we do? Well, here's the thing. Whether you choose to use a conventional treatment short term, like omeprazole or anything else in that class in the the market, um, or you use a non-conventional holistic treatment, which I'll link my ulcers class in the show notes, and you can go through all the information about ulcers. I want this to be more... Uh, directly about side effects of medication. Um, we're going to talk on, we're, we're obviously talking on ulcers, but the reason why I'm using ulcers is because it's something that most people have dealt with. Um, over 50% of horses deal with ulcers and the rate goes higher in performance horses, 60 to 90% of per- performance horses, race horses being on that 90% kind of line and some of our other performance horses being near that 60% line deal with ulcers. So we, this is something that most people are familiar with in the equine world. All of this to say that having a horse is designed to have nice, strong, acidic gastric juices because it's necessary to completely digest their food 
into the critical components, the amino acids, vitamins, minerals, fats, and carbohydrates that that are needed to run the horse's body. And so when you have ongoing or frequent use of proton pump inhibitors, uh, what is essentially an equine antacid, uh, supplements that decrease stomach acid, Um, you become vulnerable, your horse becomes vulnerable to so many different deficiencies, uh, particularly essential amino acids, um, but also key minerals, because those minerals are linked to various amino acids found in the horse's diet. So when we see long-term impact from extended use of these type of medications in horses, you can develop um, deficiencies of things, you know, that are very impactful to the horse's performance. So, so far we've talked about amino acids, muscle maintenance and development, also energy and performance levels with things like folate and vitamin B12. Not to mention um, the immune function of the horse is impacting all of these issues. So ongoing use of proton pump inhibitors, of antacids and supplements that kind of do the same thing that alter the stomach acid lead to reduced levels of magnesium and zinc, which has impact on uh, immune function and insulin resistance, and ultimately even um, cardiovascular issues for horses. So I see this a lot with horses that are eating, you know, kind of your um, exemplary diet, a very nutrient-rich forage diet. But if they aren't able to appropriately digest and absorb and convert these nutrients to get past their cellular membranes, it doesn't really matter what you fed them, right? So although this kind of took a little bit of a turn into an ulcer lecture, what I want you to understand is that everything that you're putting in your horse's mouth that is not natural forage food has an impact for the better or worse. Um, When we're looking at natural remedies for these things, there's even a spectrum of natural remedies as to things that are having a positive impact long term, such as mucus producing, I'll get it out, protective herbs for the digestive tract versus a medication that changes the way the horse um, produces stomach acid or a nice mucus forming herb that or fat or whatever it is that coats the digestive tract versus um, like a benonite clay that changes the stomach acid, but also binds up all the nutrients and prevents the horse from being able to utilize them correctly. So we see that a lot with ulcer medication. And then the second thing that I see uh, most often um, causing, I won't say the only thing, but kind of the top other thing I see are long-term use of NSAIDs. So I'm looking at Equiox for this um, and all the other drugs that fall in the Equiox category, um, as well as things like Butte. So I think personally that the invention of pelleted Butte might be the worst thing for equine health on the planet next to or right up there in line with proton pump inhibitors or omeprazole. Now, Equiox NSAIDs can be classified a little bit differently because although they have long-term impact on the horse, sometimes um, from a life, (laughs) from from the horse's ability to have a comfortable life, I understand that there are some cases where Equiox may be necessary. What I always, always, always recommend to people is if you are giving your horse a daily medication and you don't have them on the most optimal diet, then my recommendation is always to address those root causes 
before changing their medication, address those root causes. Those root causes tend to be lifestyle. So we're looking at things like stress, um, nutrition. So we're looking at all those things in their diet that are contributing to the negative health health outcome versus contributing to a positive health outcome. So I am looking directly at grains. I'm looking directly at additive-filled supplements and foods. I'm looking directly at concentrated feed products. Um, So if you buy your feed in a bag and it is senior feed or performance feed or any of those things, we need to get rid of that as one of the, the, that's one of the root causes of long-term chronic health conditions in horses. You also need to look at um, stress levels, right? And that kind of falls under lifestyle. And then once you make these kind of changes for your horse, and these aren't fast, right? You want to wean horses off of stuff. You have to be careful with their digestive tract. Um, You want to change their diet, their lifestyle, and their supplements. And then what we do, what we're doing when we do that is we're clearing the muddy water. So think of it like having a cup of water with a put a spoonful of dirt in it and shake it up. That The dirt is the inflammation in your horse, right? And so as you get rid of all of these inflammatory things that you're adding on a daily basis, that level, that dirt starts to settle to the bottom, right? And eventually it goes away, but it starts to settle to the bottom. And then once that dirt is clear, we can see what actual problems the horse has and address those from the root cause perspective as well. And once we have that sort of muddy water cleared out, that's when we can look at, okay, let's try my horse off of Equiox for seven days and see, does it make a difference? Do we need to add something else? Do they just need some joint support? Um, Once we removed all of the inflammatory stuff, is there, you know, pain and lameness going away, right? So these are all things to consider um, when looking at whether or not keeping a horse on a medication long term is viable or not. So again, just to review, when we're looking at the root causes to address when um, trying to get a horse off of long-term medication or trying to avoid long-term medication, those root causes we're looking at excessive dietary starch and sugar, poor teeth, overfeeding, underfeeding, infrequent feedings, stress, uh, medications like antacids, proton pump inhibitors, which uh, omeprazole falls into that category, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Now, Because I said I would touch on natural remedies, I will do that. Um, So the reason why I say I talk about natural remedies in kind of this, you know, addressing the root cause and and long-term effect is because even if you keep your horse on the lifestyle that isn't going to work for them, right? You keep them on infrequent feedings. You keep them on a scoop of senior feed morning and night or a scoop of performance feed morning and night. Um... And you say, but I'm treating their ulcers or their digestive upset with your ulcer recipe. And, you know, awesome, right? You're keeping that extra level of toxicity, aluminum and heavy metal toxicity out of their body. You are doing some good in that manner. But when we step back and we look at that long term view, you are preventing some side effects by using a natural remedy. But if you leave those root causes unaddressed, then you're still going to have that inflammation from nose to tail. You're still going to have that body-wide issue that um, may show up in different areas. So you'll have to feed an increased amount of feed. You'll be constantly searching for a supplement to help fix the top line or this or that or the other. You will be, and there's no supplement for top line that works for top line, but we'll talk about that on another episode. (laughs) Um, but we will, um, you'll, you'll continually search out these issues. You might develop um, arthritic changes or some kind of, you know, 
unexplainable lameness or periodic lameness. Um, Because when we Band-Aid, even with natural remedies, when we Band-Aid a root cause, when we Band-Aid a symptom and ignore it so that we can continue on um, long-term, that leads to more chronic health conditions, okay? All right, so I know this episode was kind of all over the place. I started out uh, talking about the side effects of long-term omeprazole use, and I did cover those. Uh, And then we took a pit stop into NSAIDs and then another pit stop into uh, ulcers and all kinds of stuff. So hopefully you gained something. Hopefully there was some little spark of something in my disjointed conversation here that leads you to uh, have an aha moment for something you're doing with your horse, something you do to improve their life or your life or your performance together. Um, Definitely check out the show notes. I'll link the ulcer class there. I think it's like 30 bucks or 25 or $35, somewhere in there. Grab that if you are struggling with ulcers um, and definitely stay tuned. We're going to have some more Q&A episodes and some different things coming up. So I appreciate you hanging out with me more soon. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.